0: Hey, hello, welcome back. Moongraphon show. Of course, it's the Moongraphon podcast, but uh, we do do a program. We appreciate you joining us. Make sure you tell people about the Moongraphon podcast. Make sure they subscribe. I also have a radio program. You go to moongraphon.com from 9 to 12, Monday through Friday. Uh, You can check us out in the mornings, and uh, we'd love for you to be part of that as well. But today I got a great guest. He's Congressman Mike Johnson. You've seen his name out there many, many times. Mike has been a really staunch conservative. And he's been a really fighter for the American people. Uh he's a congressman from Louisiana, but but he's but he's he's in the leadership positions too. So he's he's opportunity to to talk about some different things. Anyway, Mike, how you doing this morning man? I'm I'm doing great moon. Great, great to hear your voice and uh congratulations on the new podcast. Well, thank you, man. It's, it's it's exciting. We're growing, and uh, I got a good a good guy right here. Sam Stokes is a guy, and Sam probably don't even mention his name, but Sam's really good at this. He's a professional uh, trying to get me online so we can really let this thing take off after the first of the year. But Mike, thank you for being part of it. Hey, uh, I, I'm gonna cover a quick subject with you. The main one I want to start with is. All the stuff going on about Twitter, the FBI, who knew what, what they were really doing, investigations. Uh, I Even I even one of the congressmen said, we need to shut the FBI down and start all over. Please fill us in because what everything I'm reading, it scares me to death that this is going on in the United States of America.
1: Well, it ought to scare everybody, Moon. And if you care about free speech, I mean, it doesn't matter what political party you're in or what you, what you're Philosophy is: if you care about the protection of free speech, you ought to be alarmed today. Okay, the the the, the sixth uh, tranche of the Twitter file, you know—it's become famous now. Uh, Twitter file release number six uh, came out yesterday, late yesterday. Of course, Elon Musk, when he bought the, the company, the richest man in the world, he's he's now become uh, probably the the most important person with regard to the the protection of free speech because he's letting he's he's pulling the veil back. Right, he's letting us all see. What has been happening in these giant social media platforms, these big tech platforms, and Twitter was was all intertwined with the FBI. We, we've known this. We sort of guessed this intuitively. We we felt like it was happening. We, we knew that our voices were being censored and silenced often on, on, on Twitter and, and, of course, on the other platforms as well. Uh, but we know now that it was happening because what we found out last night was that the FBI was, was off communicating directly and probably exchanging um, highly confidential classified material with the executives at Twitter, which is a private company. They had, they, they had at least 150 emails exchanged between the FBI and the uh, the executives at Twitter just between January 2020 and November 2022. Okay? And uh, the journalist Matt Taibbi reported all this uh, late yesterday uh, they were working to, for one thing, we know that they censored the, 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 the now famous October 2020 report from the New York Post about Hunter Biden's laptop. They buried it, I mean, They worked together. The federal government, the mm. FBI, worked with Twitter to bury the story.
0: Now, Mike, okay? can I stop you and, just a second? Yes, got to so, remember, yes. you're talking about during the election, which would have been a breaking right. story, and they even took polls out. We we had polls. We've seen polls where said people said they would have changed their mind because if that's a true story, it also affected Joe Biden. It affected the big guy, and I want you to explain that to people because people have just it's went in one end, out the other. They hadn't paid attention as much, and it did affect that election for t- uh, twenty twenty. We got to believe that at this point.
1: Well, that that objectively true that is what exactly what as you indicated what the polling shows that's what voters say had they known about hunter biden's laptop it, it would have certainly affected at least a large percentage or some percentage of voters uh, their opinion about joe biden as a candidate because remember the whole point that no one really cares about hunter biden it's not about him and his his, his uh, lascivious lifestyle right the 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 point is that it was directly related to Joe Biden himself, the big guy, as he was referred to in all the transactions. With all these foreign nationals and governments, including China and our adversaries, um, all of that is there. It was all on the laptop. And, and had the voters been exposed to that material, it yeah. may well have affected their votes, right, and affected the outcome. And, and look, they, what we found out last night, among other things, is that the FBI, this wasn't just like one or two or three agents, Moon. They formed a task force. They had eighty FBI agents, whose full-time job it was to specialize in social media after the twenty sixteen election. So they, they were working to censor free speech on the internet. They spent at least, by our calculation, about twelve million dollars of taxpayer funds. When you're talking about their salaries and benefits and all the rest, and 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 they 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 put their thumb on the scale. Now we know this happened at 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 Twitter now, and the big question is, well. It stands to reason the same thing was happening at Facebook and the other social media platforms, and Google, <clears throat> and maybe even with the mainstream media, the big broadcast networks. We all felt this was happening. We 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 sensed that it was, and now we have the evidence. You know, and Mike, so Republicans. You know, we're we're going to go look into all this.
0: Well, Congressman Mike Johnson, my special guest. You know, Congressman, the, the, the problem is Democrats. You said it's coming on, and this is what's really changed in the country. Democrats ought to be just as upset about this as Republicans. If they really, really are sincere, when you're talking about a free country, a free nation, free flow of information, media calling balls and strikes fair, they ought to be really, but they're not, they're not, they're not touching this. So my next question is when the Republicans who do will have the power after the first of the year, will this be a major investigation? Number one. And number two, Will it help to find out the truth or will the media beat it back to where it's actually used against the Republicans saying, well, all y'all want to do is go after a lawsuit and go after Biden? Well, what is it? One, uh, four, five, seven years they've gone after Trump and they still haven't stopped right. going after Trump. But I don't like to go tit for tat, but this is an important issue. And if it's not, but it's not important for, for the Democrats, which is about half the country now.
1: That's exactly right. This has nothing to do with political retribution. Of course, they're going to say that. Of course, that's going to be the narrative that the, the mainstream media has and these, you know, all big tech and Hollywood and everybody else because they're trying to protect the left. They're trying to protect sure, the Democratic sure. Party. But we are going to follow the truth. We have a constitutional obligation. Congress has a constitutional responsibility to, to have oversight, to make sure that free speech is protected, to defend and uphold the Constitution itself and, and it's, there's nothing less than that at stake here. There are some major issues intertwined in this. I mean, first of all, the FBI has lost the trust of the American people. A large percentage of people don't, they, they no longer believe in our system of justice. They don't believe that it, we have equal justice under the law, that this is a fair system. And that is a, that is a perilous thing in a constitutional republic. Because you know, People have to know that the system of justice is blind, and it's not here. We know that that's true. And, and and then you've got these big social media platforms, right? That is the free marketplace of ideas. Now, that is the, the public square of our age and our generation. And and if you have the government putting its thumb on the scale, scale censoring and silencing conservative viewpoints, you don't have a free marketplace Correct. of ideas. You don't have the free exchange of ideas. You can't have thoughtful public debate but, anymore because the government is preventing it, and that is serious thought.
0: But, Mike, don't you think... Since Congressman Mike Johnson, my special guest. Don't you think, Congressman, that since, I'm gonna say since Obama, and I'm gonna say that because he was real tired with the same media we're talking about in the, in, the, in the social media. But don't you think we've moved into a time of free speech to now a time of this is the narrative, and you better believe this. And if you don't, we'll use the FBI and we'll use anything we can against you because the narrative, and I'm just giving you some examples, mask the vaccine mandate, the, the sure. climate change. You got to believe this. And if you don't believe this, you're wrong. That ought to scare the heck or hell, any way you want to use it, out of every American citizen that we take the narrative of one guy like Dr. Fauci or Obama or Biden and whatever they say, or the bureaucrats, this is what you're going to believe. This is the only thing you can believe and everything else is wrong. That is, that's how you lose a country, Mike. That's how you lose a country.
1: That's exactly right. That is the opposite of freedom. That is tyranny. You just described the practices of the the the, the Chinese Communist Party. You know, these tyrannical regimes. They force thought. They they uh, enforce it with the rule of the law. And and we don't. We're we're sliding into that. If we don't vigorously defend individual freedom and limited government, we are going to lose this great republic. This great experiment in self governance. This. We're only 246 years into this, man. We've got to defend it with everything we have. And you're going to see the House Republicans do that beginning early.
0: January. You, uh, I, and I know you may not can answer this question. One more quick question. I want to move on, catch a couple of quick subjects before I let you get out of here. Uh, is there a chance that uh, you're a constitutional lawyer? And mm-hmm. I know from watching you, not only here in Louisiana, but nationally, people have looked up to you. Will you be one of the guys that maybe with an opportunity to be on the right committee to ask the questions?
1: Yeah, this is coming squarely before my committee, the Good. House Judiciary Committee, because we have jurisdiction. And so okay. Jim Jordan and I and Matt Gates and Andy Biggs and others are going to be all over this. Like, no, and
0: right. I want people to remember Congressman Mike Johnson when it starts. And that's the guy I'm interviewing today because he'll be one of the major players and asking tough questions and asking the right questions. And the Democrats have no desire to ask the right questions. And, and I appreciate that. Let's catch a couple other quick Quick, quick, uh, what I call bad bills or things that are happening. One is the new spending bill. Uh, The Senator McConnell and the Dems, this ominous bill that they're trying to shove down our throat. More spending, more inflation, uh, money that we don't need to spend. Uh, Maybe this bill will be for the full year. And so talk about this particular bill that's working its way through that I think is a big concern for the American people because it looks like now it's just spend money and I did a series on ins and outs that's coming up later by how Republican Democrats just spend money. Not all of them. And I know you're not one. But man, just to spend some more money like this.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's an outrage. You're hearing conservatives uh, sound the alarm. I don't know what Mitch McConnell is trying to do over there. The Republicans in the, in the Senate are working with Schumer and the Democrats to force this on the American people. It's a wow. giant omnibus spending package. It's going to be close to $2 trillion. It's about I think it's $1.8 right now. Now, now
0: Congressman, it, you know when they, they started $1.8 it usually gets up to about 2 dollars or $3 trillion. That's what they yeah, tell no, everybody, the and then when the final bill yeah. comes, boom, it's a lot bigger.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. Look, Congress should have been done with all of our work for the year. We all are home in our districts right now. We'll have to go back next week to vote on this thing because they couldn't get their job done. You know, Congress is supposed to do 12 individual appropriations yeah. bills. They're supposed to be a very methodical. Process with how this is done, we're spending the precious uh, dollars that taxpayers have given to the government, and remember we're thirty one trillion dollars in federal debt we're deep, deep in the hole, and so th- they're they're cramming all this together, doing it literally at the last minute it, there's no There's no thought that goes into fiscal responsibility anymore and this 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 budget that they're about to do this this spending bill is at least a hundred billion dollars more than the bill from just last year. We wow. can't afford to waste money. And so that's why we're, we're jumping up downstream. You're going to see, I think, almost all the Republicans in the House who will oppose this because we can do better for the American people. And when we have the majority, when we have the gavel back in our hands beginning January 3rd, we can do better. But for whatever reason, McConnell didn't want to get it. You
0: know, know, it's It's a shame. It's a shame, too. The Senate's got to have 60 votes to move this forward. Rand Paul, I had Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky on my program, on my radio program a while back. But I I watched him the other day, and he was livid with the few – it's always a few Republicans. We need 41 votes. You got 49 in the Senate, okay, or or 50 right now. 50 in the Senate. You just need 41 of them to man up. And yet he says – It's a lie. Republicans are fiscally conservative. I'm not talking about you and people that are voting right, but it's a lie for people to for the GOP to continue to vote for this and then go around and tell everybody they're fiscally conservative. And this is Rand Paul. I mean, he's, he's got a big voice. He's a big, he's a big conservative guy and he's really upset with what he's watching happen in the Senate on this particular bill.
1: Rand is exactly right. I wish we had, you know, 50 more of him. in up there, 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 there's a handful, you know, you've got, Mike Lee and Ted Cruz and and uh, Josh Hawley and guys like that. But they're 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 vastly outnumbered uh, by, the, you know, these big spending rhinos. I don't know how to say it. And they, you know, the, the Mitt Romney caucus, you mm-hmm. know, they're going along with the Democrats on everything and, and they're bankrupting the country. We are. Look, this is the freedom of our children at stake here. If we go any deeper in federal debt. We're going to be owned by China. We practically are now. Yes, and, and our kids are not going to have the same freedom and opportunity and, and security that we have just because of these decisions. Senator well,
0: so Rand Paul was really on it. I played a, a an audio for my uh, radio audience, which you've been on many times. And I played him going off on the Republicans because, you know, Mike and uh, Congressman Mike Johnson, my special guest, me and you talked about this, too. We've got a lot of good conservatives. We always seem yeah. not to have enough, not to have enough. Yeah. To beat the Bills back, we need to. Not to have enough to push things forward. There's always that percentage of Republicans. That's a whole new ball ballgame. Uh, but I'm not going to go into that. I've got one other real big question for you. And, of course, the Speaker of the House. And what's happening with Speaker of the House? What's going to happen with the Speaker of the House? I mean, we're closing in at the end of the year and the first of the year. And the votes are going to come in. We're going to have a new Speaker. And what's going to take place with this? Well,
1: that's a great question. It looks like we're going to make some history on January 3rd. January 3rd, of course, is the beginning date of, of the new Congress. It's, it's, all this is done by, by the rules and by the Constitution itself. And the very first act of a new Congress, as soon as, as, as we begin, we, we bang the gavel and begin that session, the very first act is that you must elect the Speaker of the House. Sure, With, with 435 members in the House, it takes 218 votes to elect uh, the Speaker. And usually this is already predetermined because the party that has the majority decides who their nominee is. And it's just a pro forma thing. They think we just go in and go through the motions and that becomes, you know, that's the secret. Well, I don't think it's going to happen that way this time because Ted McCarthy is, is, is not able to get 218 votes committed before that date. And so we may be repeating history that has not been made in a hundred years. It's the last time this happened was 1923 and they, they had to go to many ballots before they determined who the consensus candidate was to get two hundred eighteen votes. Kevin is Kevin McCarthy is working very hard to get it done, but there's there's some holdouts from the Freedom Caucus, and I think I think many others who haven't gone on record yet, um, potentially that that are just simply not going to give him their vote. So we don't know what's going to happen. Okay. I mean, it's it's just well, very it, interesting time in American politics.
0: As long as the Democrats don't get to pick the speaker, I think we're going to eventually be all right. But we need a good, strong, strong speaker, and that's that's a concern for me. Congressman Mike Johnson, I I appreciate you. You're coming on on quick notice. I always appreciate you, man. Y'all remember the name because when they do get to the investigation part, Congressman Johnson's sitting on there. He's the guy you want to watch on that committee. They got some other good ones, but he's one of the guys that's not scared to ask real questions. And uh, that's why we always appreciate uh, Congressman Mike Johnson. Congressman, thank you. God bless, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, a lot more podcasts to come as we grow and grow and grow. Make sure you press that subscribe button. Tell a friend. Uh, the Moon Grifon podcast is out there. Make sure you check us out. YouTube, Rumble, all the great places to get your YouTube. We'll see you next time. God bless, and thank you for joining us.